What do you think the Dollar family has to do with the Richard M. Nixon Presidential Library? I would say nothing. Then you would be wrong because I just got a text message from my friend Jimmy, who is a geek for all things presidential. Okay. He loves presidential history. He goes and visits presidential libraries and he has a dog named Nixon. Cute. So That's when, a great name for a dog. Oh, it's an awesome name. So when we were up in Syracuse last month and my dad was, was showing us some of the stuff that he had found either in the attic or the basement while he was cleaning out over the past several months, one of the things was a Richard Nixon campaign button from whenever, from the 60s or whatever, mm -hmm. right? And... I said, what are you going to do with this? And he's like, I don't know. It and was I, so cool looking. Yeah. I mean, it was an original Nixon campaign button. And I said, can I have it? I want to give it to my friend, Jimmy. My dad says, sure. So I mail it to Jimmy. Jimmy posts a picture of his dog, Nixon, with that pin oh clipped to Nixon's collar. Uh-huh posts a picture of that on Twitter and the Richard Nixon library responds talking about what a good dog that was and thanks him for wishing president Nixon a happy birthday. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. So that is what this family has to do with the Nixon presidential library. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for the big picture windows that we have in our living room that allow our dog, Lily, to keep an eye on every neighborhood squirrel. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful that we have the ability to record our show at home. Oh, that is a, that's a good one right there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm like curled up in a blanket, really comfortable. I don't have to put pants on. We've moved where we record the show. This is the fourth place in this house where we've recorded the show. Uh, the first was the basement. We have a basement apartment um, in the house that we're renting. And it's really cool. And somebody could live down there. I mean, it's got like a kitchenette and it's it's definitely livable. It's just really dark. And when we first started doing practice episodes, that's where we would record. And Jeff was like, the energy in here is just not, it's just not happening. It wasn't necessarily the, the energy. It was just, this sounds like such a first world thing. The inconvenience of having to go like, oh, you want to record Downstairs. something and having it because you had to to get to the basement because it's a separate. You have like, to go outside. Yeah. It's like a separate entrance, like a whole different thing. So you have to go outside and go downstairs. And it was a little bit darker and it was and that like, yeah. So I wasn't feeling that. So then we went to the dining room, which was fine. But Jeff we, felt like it was too formal. Yeah, and we also couldn't use our dining room table ever. Like all this, there was always stuff at one end of the dining room table, and then when people would come over, we'd have to pack everything up and then read things. So then we moved into the living room, and we were doing it in the living room, 
but I had to bring a computer in there and set it up every time. And that took an unnecessary 15 minutes. That just kind of annoying. And Callie suggested, what about the den? Did I get, we really, did I get these right? Did no, I, we, <laughs> we had our we were in the mics in the den. And then yes. when we would entertain or whatever, that's also where we watch TV and we live and we, whatever. And the living room is where Jeff's computer is and his office and stuff like that. And the reason I didn't want to have it in there originally is because it's kind of close to the front door. And I was like, well, I don't really want people to be able to walk up to our house and see recording equipment. Like, I just feel like that is like prime you know break into this house break material. into this house material but then i realized our our house is pretty far from the street and we have cameras we have cameras we have security dogs we have yeah yeah i think we're okay uh and and so now we're recording what room is this the living room this is the living room so you might be thinking wow what an enormous house they have <laughs> Well, we <laughs> don't. We just named every room in our house. Yeah, we're out of rooms. Like the next option is the bathroom <laughs> and then the bedroom and we're done. <laughs> so we're out of rooms. So hopefully this room will will work out. We do have a cute house. Um, we're renting. Somebody asked me the other day. They're like, I feel like I don't know. Like your house, is it two stories? Is it one story? It's like one story. What's up with your house? And we have the cutest little, um, it's just a cute little house. It's adorable. It's um, got two bedrooms and then, well, it has three bed. <laughs> it had three bedrooms, but it's an older house. So it doesn't have any closet. There are no closet. And we didn't even realize that until we moved in. I think we could do a whole segment. We had this conversation with some friends of ours at dinner. We could have a whole segment about weird stuff that doesn't make sense in people's houses. Like older if you're houses? living in an older house. Like my parents, um, and theirs wasn't built too terribly long ago i think it was actually yeah i mean it was in the 60s so it's not like a hundred year old house okay but they had when they moved in like 37 phone lines because you oh, had hardwire phone lines remember when people yeah had, yeah 37 phone lines and my parents like they knew what the guy did and they knew and they're like why what did he do is did this he he's a pilot so why oh. is he, you know what I mean? So he's not, he didn't even work at home. He doesn't, but she's like, why would we need 37? And he was the guy that built the house. And there's all this like weird stuff about the house. This house has no closets, which is weird. It has none. It has bedroom closets, but there's no linen closet. There's no coat closet there. So it's just really, um, which we didn't realize until we <laughs> moved in and we, and we walked in the house and, you know, because you have a move, you you hire movers to bring like your furniture and stuff. But we were just coming down the road, so to save money, the movers brought the big stuff, and we would just like grab our clothes and just do car loads. Yeah, for, so we for did a long like weekend. a car load of a coat closet. And we had <laughs> so coats. we walk in with a bunch of coats, and I go, "Where do we put these?" And then we both look at each other and go, <laughs> "Huh? There's nowhere to put these. There is no." Yeah, there's just none. And I don't know if it was just a thing at the time. People didn't have extra, like you would I, put your linens in, you know. Well, back then. In when your this own bathroom. and When this know. house was built, you know, it was a different time. People, the entire family just shared one towel, <laughs> one washcloth, <laughs> one coat. And that's how it worked. I think, I think this room that I'm we pointing at. We think a at, bathroom might have been a coat closet. We're not totally sure, but. 
anyways, yeah. it's if you have something, if you're living in an old house or you're living in a house that you didn't build and there's something so weird that you're like, I don't even what? Give us a call. 800-434-5454. Um, I'm telling you, we sat down at a dinner with people and we got and, on a one hour and, tangent. And everybody went around the table. Yes. And he, and I especially call and share the stories of like the random haunted doorways. Like people just have oh the doors to nothing the doors that have nothing or doors that open up into walls. We also have in this house, and we love our house. Let me just say that I don't know if our landlord <laughs> listens to our podcast or not, but we absolutely love this house. It is a happy house. It has been the best. It was the best part of our year last year, and we noticed that there. So there's beautiful hardwood floors, and they've been sealed. I guess is what you call it, right? Like there's like a, a sealant over it under the sealant. In our bedroom is blood. There's blood on the floor. Or red paint or ketchup. But like there's something, probably blood. There's something that got sealed under the floor. <laughs> so it definitely looks like blood. I don't think there was like a mass murder in this house. So no. um, I don't know what that is, but that's also a little weird. It's not about the construction of the house, but the floors were sealed with um somebody who bled. Who Maybe the guy who put them in because our landlord was telling us that this had like shag carpets until he started renting the house. So crazy. Older The older houses that have the, the shag carpets but underneath them have beautiful hardwood floors that people these days would pay a gazillion dollars for. Right. So uh, alright, so 800-434-5454 if you've got a story to share with us. Speaking of our, our phone number and our voicemail, we have three messages that we have to take care of Right at, right at the top of today's show. All right. Uh, message number one is for you, Callie. Hey, friends. I am going to need to see Callie's new sleek, cool pill case because I am within a couple of months of Jeff in age, and I legit have an old people pill case. In fact, yes, there is shame in my game. I believe that it actually says something like area agency on the aging. <laughs> so I need to step up my game a little bit. So please post in the Facebook group or on social media the picture of the new sleek pill case because Lord knows I need to step up my pill case game. I, I don't. Well, first of all, you don't have to bring up the fact that you're a couple months from my age at the beginning <laughs> of that call before you talk about having a pill case. Like that was an unnecessary line. <laughs> you could just say, "I have a pill case, and I am not old enough to carry a pill case." So give me something cooler. Give me something cooler. There, I found this small business. It's a female-owned small company, and it is called Port and Polish. So that's P-O-R-T and polished p-o-l-i-s-h and they make these really sleek pretty matte um pill boxes they have white they have like this really pretty blush pink they have black they have charcoal so they are just really visually appealing and if um and i think this is worth saying and if you're an old person who has a pill case you can hip it up too. This isn't just for the youngsters trying to avoid their oldness. If you this take pills. For, this is for cool old people as well. And I decided I needed a pill box because I take anxiety medication. I am not shy about that. And I can't, I also have ADHD, but since we're trying to have a baby, since we're trying to get pregnant, I can't take ADHD medications to remember to take my anxiety medications. So I forget my anxiety meds 
all the time. I said to Callie, I'm like, how, why do you need a pillbox? Because you only take a couple of things that we do the the care of vitamins and mm-hmm. those are, those, those are, are in, the in a pack. So that's taken care of. So that's mindless. That's boom right there. Easy. I said, what do you need a pillbox for? Because just put your pills somewhere where you'll pass them either every morning or every night when, mm-hmm. you know, and then she pointed out that when you have ADD and you, you can't remember like what, like what day it is or whatever you might walk by and think, oh, I need to take that. But then in your brain, it'll register as, oh, I just took that. So the next time you walk by, you're like, I think I took that. Did I take that? And then you're confused. And then I'm like, oh, wait, was that yesterday that I took that pill? I don't remember. And you don't want to take too many anxiety bends because that is just not good. You know, I know you like to rag on me for about the pillbox thing, but Jeff, I'm going to call him out, spent a very long time today comparing printers online such and he was like Callie I don't think look at the printer that I he just bought a printer because our old one died look at the printer that looks different than the picture online and I'm like well first of all the picture online is like a rendering so it's not the exact one he's like do you see how ours curves up the thing, and I'm like, okay, we had probably 10 things today that were super important that we needed, well, yesterday to get done on like weekend couple activity, you know, to-do list. And I'm like, you really want to spend half an hour talking about how far the printer I do, because yeah, no. is there anything more frustrating than getting something that you will use every day or every other day, like a computer printer, right? And having there just be one thing that's sideways about it and it doesn't work right. And so I'm afraid that if we print a lot of something, that the little curved part won't hold the papers in place and they'll just end up falling on the floor. And then you've got to pick them up and put them back in order or you've got to stand over the printer. And see, and this I'm is where this I'm, is where we get get hung up. And by we, I mean Jeff, because I don't get hung up on stuff like this. But we are doing are starting a huge brand relaunch this week, and this is what Jeff is focused on. Well, I think I made the right choice, and I'm also spoiled because. And here's the other thing I was struggling with: the printer that we've had for the past five or six years is terrific. It's a great it's Jeff Dollar's perfect printer. It is perfect. It's easy. It's <laughs> I've never had a problem with it. But then all of a sudden, this error message pops up. Eh, your print head is is messed up or whatever. And so I get on Google and I look up and I do all the research and it's just something that happens to printers. So my struggle is I can buy a new print head for the old printer for the exact same amount of price, same price is a whole new printer. So part of me wants to do that, like buy the new print head for the old printer. But then in my head, that logically doesn't make any sense because I'm just putting one new part in a machine that's full of old parts. Mm-hmm. So I should probably just get an all new printer. Yeah. And that's why I was on consumerreports.com earlier today. Yeah. Just Anyways. comparing it. All right. Do you have more messages? I sure do. Hey, y'all. This is Wendy. I really love listening to you guys, and I had a question for you as the gratitude 
um, journal is kind of new to me and a new thing that I really wanted to start practicing this year. I wanted to know, do you guys find it easier to write in a gratitude journal in the morning or at night? Like, do you do it at the same time every day? It's just part of your daily routine or do you do it at random times? I just um, was thinking about that and wanted to know how you guys try to keep up with it. All right. Thanks. Love y'all. Bye. There's no right answer. We've talked about this before. I am going to challenge you on that. Oh, okay. I think that it should be a part of your morning routine because it sets the tone for your entire day. I agree with that. But so I don't think it's like wrong and you're, you know, going into like gratitude purgatory if you yeah. write it later in the day. Because sometimes on the weekends I'll write it in the later, later in the day. But during the weekday, I try to, when I get up before I leave the house and go to work, that's when I do mine. And it really does, it sets your your frame of mind for the whole day. I, I prefer, prefer making a part of a routine. Like, so she said, do you do it at random times that to, to feel the shift that gratitude will have on your existence, you have to do it consistently. And the easiest way to do something consistently is make it part of your routine. Mm -hmm. So I would, whatever you decide, I would put it in the path of your routine so that you see it and do it every day. So if Every morning you get up and you put your little pod in your little Keurig coffee maker or whatever, then lean the gratitude journal up against the Keurig. Mm -hmm. Ours is right on the kitchen counter where Callie, when she gets ready for bed at night, will put like her car keys, her work badge so mm -hmm. she can you know, swipe through all the security doors, all that stuff in a little pile in the gratitude journals next to that pile. So just whatever you do, I think make it part of your routine. Hi, Callie and Jeff. <clears throat> it's Maria. I am a naturally positive person. It is in my nature. It is who I am. It comes easy for me to see the upside in situations. So it's not something I have to necessarily work through. Um, however, ever since I started listening to you, I've been more intentional about even in the things that frustrate me, maybe not reacting with frustration. But anyways, I feel like over the last few months, I've noticed a change in myself. My question or dilemma is the following. My husband has a tendency to look at the glass half empty. My husband has a tendency to complain. Um, as soon as something happens that's negative, it's an instant curse word. It's, it's really going into kind of that dark space immediately. And I've known that about him over the years. I try to, you know, show him how we can look at things differently. However, in the last few months, I have become more and more frustrated with his negativity. I am struggling. So the more that you get better at positivity, at gratitude, at looking at the upside of things, the harder it has been for me to deal with people that are negative. Any help would be appreciated. Thanks. Bye. Well, I have to say right out of the gate of that call, I definitely do not think that you're alone in that. And I, I've gotten several messages, I would say more than several messages of people that struggle with that with their spouse. And I think that's really hard because when it's with friends, you know, when we started doing gratitude, kind of just naturally friends that um, weren't very positive kind of rolled out of our life. But it's different when you're married because you fight for your marriage. Um, and that's the priority in your life. At least, I don't know, 
through my lens it is. Yeah, I, good. That's good Good to know. <laughs> yeah, good to know. You're number one. But Jeff might have a better perspective on this because I think that you've also dealt in your life several times with people that you love that don't get or want to be in the positive part of your life. I th- Yeah, I think um, it's tough when it's a spouse my fir- when i first heard your message my first thought was cash in like a marriage chip where you say look i want I, even though you're not going to agree with this i want you to do me a favor every day for the next 21 days i want you to write down something that you're grateful for and help him do it to see if that changes I, that's how Anything. much that's how mm-hmm. much i believe in the power of adjusting your brain that way uh so I would ask him was my first thought if he was willing to do it. And then I think the second part of it is you might just have to accept the fact that that's his energy, which is fine. Like everybody can do their own thing and then find a way to be grateful for your role in his energy. Like, you know, you guys obviously balance each other out. Mm-hmm. If he is is generally glass half empty and you're generally glass half full, then you even each other out. So, um, but yeah, I I have heard from people who have friends and coworkers where they notice how negative those people are once they start becoming more positive. And I don't, I, I just think there's kind of a natural attrition that occurs. Well, it's very, gratitude is very eye-opening. Yeah. Very eye-opening. Yeah. And um, just, I mean, with, I don't mean eye-opening about other people. I mean, eye-opening as in you start to realize even in yourself how negative you were. Yes. And I know Jeff has discovered that and I have discovered that for sure. Like reading over my old Facebook status when it comes up and I'm like, look what's on your timeline. 99% of my timeline things are negative. That it's so funny too, to see stuff come up in the, in your time hop or your Facebook, you know, reminders or whatever. And you read it and you're like, what was wrong with me? I'm almost like, I was really mad um, at the world. And so, yeah. Anyways, just, um, yeah, you're not alone for sure. Hang in there. Good luck. Try to try to stay positive as much as it drives him nuts. Try to stay positive. We are giving another Brown and company, um, credit to you. It's a a gift certificate for $500 to spend at Brown and company, which on the surface, you're like, oh, cool. I could get some really nice jewelry for that, but you can also, like rehome some existing jewelry, mm-hmm. like re like what what what's it called? What you did with yours? I redesigned. Redesigned. That's the word last year. Some of my uh, jewelry that I had from two of my grandmothers, and I put it together, and they made me something really wearable. Um, and you can also take in with that, so you can have your credit take in stuff that you have that you don't want to wear, and they'll buy some stuff back and put even more money towards that. They also have, which is one of my favorite things. I forget what it's called, like a ladder program. I think is what they call it for diamond earrings, which is amazing. And basically you can start with, you know, whatever size of diamond earrings. Um, 
And then each time you want to upgrade, you just pay the difference. So the value never goes down. And they have a program where over the years, as you want to upgrade, you just pay the difference in in the two sizes. So you buy the earrings that you can afford today. Yes. And then as you go through life, save money, mm-hmm. get promotions, make more money, divorce your first husband, take all his money, <laughs> all as you work your way up, then by the time you're you're dead, you've got three carrots in each year. Yes. Booyah. There you go. And it could all start this week with $500 to spend at Brown & Company. We're doing it a little bit different than we've done I in the past. I think this is going to be really fun because, Jeff, uh, well, we want you to be able to enter more, but we don't want to just give you code, uh, give you a code here and then that's it. So we're going to do a little like code scavenger hunt this week, if you will. Yeah. Every episode of The Upside will have a Brown & Company code in it this week. So, and every day will be different. So today's code Lobby, L-O-B-B-Y, like the lobby of a hotel, the lobby of a building, L-O-B-B-Y. So you want to text that to 800-434-5454 and you're entered, you're in. But we're going to do a new word tomorrow and a new word Wednesday and a new word Thursday and a new word Friday. We're going to do new words on every episode this week and you can enter each word once. So you'll have five entries if you listen to every show this week and text in every different word. And we're going to let you know on the show how you can get bonus words, where you can find bonus words within the Upside community. So we might send you a couple of times um, on a little internet scavenger hunt to get more words if you want to enter more times, which ups your chances to win that $500 credit from Brown and company. Uh, The first scavenger hunt word, the first bonus word uh, will be tomorrow afternoon in the pick me up newsletter. We'll put a bonus word in there. So if you have not subscribed to the pick me up newsletter, do that ASAP. You can go to callieandjeff.com and then hit newsletter. And if you subscribe, you'll get it. It goes out at 2 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays. Katie does a great job filling it with things that um, will make you feel good, including that extra bonus word. We, I forgot, we've, we didn't give away the word for today yet. Yeah, we did. Lobby. Oh, did you say that? I didn't hear it. Yeah, I said I said lobby of a hotel, lobby of a building. Text it to 800-434-5454. Oh, okay. <laughs> It was uh, like three minutes ago, so maybe you dozed off. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, So yes, lobby to 800-434-5454. Remember, you can only text each word once, but you can text for every single word. Make sense? Good. Life insurance is not something that is fun to talk about. Jeff and I have been talking a lot about it in the past month or so, and it has become crystal clear how important that is. And it doesn't have to be a scary or intimidating thing. Policy Genius makes finding the right life insurance a breeze. In minutes, you can compare quotes from the top insurers to find your best price, and you could save $1,500 or more a year a year, excuse me, by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policies. So they'll do the heavy lifting for you, and then you can see everything side by side to see what you actually need. So if life insurance has been something that is on your looming long to-do list, take care of it. It just takes a few minutes to find your best price and apply at policygenius.com. Policy Genius will, will always get the future wrong. Better get life insurance right. When it comes to building a better mattress, Brooklyn Bedding owns it. 
Every sleep solution is American-made in their state-of-the-art factory in Phoenix, Arizona, where they custom-craft a mattress just for you. John and Rob Merwin are two brothers who started 25 years ago as master craftsmen, learning everything there is to know about building a quality mattress. Callie and I have been sleeping on the Spartan by Brooklyn Bedding, featuring individually encased coils and proprietary comfort foams with a smart fabric comfort cover. Now, what makes the Spartan so advanced is it absorbs your body heat and transform it, transforms it into far infrared rays of energy, which get emitted back to you for a far more restorative sleep, especially if you work out. The Spartan also features Titan Cool, which responds to individual body temperatures to give you the perfect sleep environment. But don't take our word for it. Become a Brooklyn Bedding customer. If you're looking for the best sleep ever at factory direct prices, they are ready for you. Go to brooklynbedding.com. Mattresses start at just $499, and you'll save 25% off every order with promo code Upside. That's brooklynbedding.com. American owned and American made. They own the sleep solution because they own the factory. I said this on my Instagram. If the Upside were a magazine, it would be Good Grip magazine. Do you love this magazine? It is so uplifting. It is so real. It is so... It's beautiful cover to cover, and it is full of inspirational stories of real people, and it's just the coolest thing ever. So uh, we are really, really, truly honored to be included in their latest issue. Now, what is on the cover? If people are looking for this at, um, we, we got our copies at Publix. If people are looking for it at Publix, what's on the cover? Well, it's Good Grit, and the title, like the big headline, is 2020 Vision, New Year, New View. And it is, I mean, this thing will make you feel good. I also love and appreciate a good hard copy magazine, Um, and this is just everything about it is beautiful. The people, their stories, the the magazine, it has recipe. I mean, you're going to love it. Go get it. I wanted to read. So our friend Shelly Brown is the editor-in-chief of this magazine. She's the one that asked us to be in it, and it talks about the upside and, and our philosophy. And I really like the quote that they highlighted in here from us. I don't know which one of us said this, but it says, we want to be inspiring to people and give people hope and make them feel good, but we don't want to do it in a way where you're exhausted by the positivity. <laughs> yes. So and I love that. The The rougher way to say that is, uh, as, as you know, we're, we're doing some branding, some stylizing of the, the Callie and Jeff brand, and we're trying to figure out exactly what it's going to look like a year from now, two years, five years from now. And that's just a pretty way of saying that we don't want to be the positive people that you want to punch in the throat. New. No. Like we want to be real and authentic and go and acknowledge that some days, some weeks, some months, some years, <laughs> some years suck. <laughs> like we want to acknowledge that and and say when those things happen, you can you can move through them a couple of different ways. You can wallow in them or you can accept them for the lessons they're offering to you. And that's what we're doing. We're never going to be the people who are like, 
everything is great. Well, it's been interesting to kind of see as we started this show and and the Callie and Jeff brand, it's been interesting to try to figure out where we fit in because we really don't fit in with the self-help people, which is what we've been labeled because we're like... Yeah, but you think everything is fine all the time. Like, yeah, we're not self. You we're not are self help. Perfect, and you, you know what I mean. Like, meh, or and we're not motivational because those people are like, yeah, awesome. Let's get excited today. Let's run ten miles. And you and I are like, oh, I'm tired just from like <laughs> right. the first sentence of that. Okay, so we don't really like fit in, but in a good way. So we're kind of forging our own path with this upside thing about let's be real. We can be nice and kind and overall generally happy people, but life happens. Stuff happens and we're going to be real about it. I do like, um, so Shelly is the editor-in-chief and here is the last, she has, you know, a letter from the editor in here and I wanted to read the last paragraph because I thought it was really awesome. It says, I can't help but feel like there is going to be magic in 2020. To me, that doesn't necessarily mean everything will be great or happy or exactly what we want because then there wouldn't be any magic. It's the magic of the unknown taking us where we are supposed to be even if we are kicking and screaming. It's the magic of awakening to the belief that maybe we have been wrong about some things. There are so many lessons I have been taught that I know to be true, but it's also important to leave space for the unknown and to be able to celebrate the new. The majority of old adages may be true, but as many times as I've made a mean, scary, or ugly face, it never did freeze that way. That's awesome. I just thought that was really cool. Shelly is an enlightened human being that is that is for sure so um if you this magazine i'm telling you you're going to devour it it just is full of so much good and um grab grab a copy i think going off on what she said uh about the magic in the unknown and the fact that that doesn't mean it's going to be a smooth ride Mm -hmm. like it could be a bumpy ride i think it's important to remember that if you haven't found like if you're going through something and the lesson isn't obvious, it just means you haven't found it yet. Mm-hmm. So you just have to be patient and keep getting through it. Yes. So just know that at some point you will be taught what the lesson is. All right. I want to, before we uh, wrap up the show today, I want to address this guy that was all over the news over the weekend who hired someone or found someone on Reddit. I I didn't read the details of the story, but he found somebody talented enough. An animator. An animator to change the last scene of the animated Disney film Sleeping Beauty so that Sleeping Beauty's face looked like his girlfriend's and the prince's face looked like his because it's his girlfriend's favorite movie. So he edited them into the movie and had the prince propose to Sleeping Beauty. And when she realized what the faces were, she looked over at her boyfriend and he was down on one knee and he popped the question. Listen, buddy, you're setting the bar way too high for every other man in 2020. I'm going to be, I'm going to give the unpopular opinion here. I don't like over-the-top stuff. But that's you. I know, but I'm just going to say it. But I just felt like everybody has so far has been like, this is amazing. Oh, my gosh. This is like the perfect proposal. And I'm like, is it? 
it is for them. It is for them. Because but she's would, a huge Sleeping Beauty fan and he's right. whatever. And the effort that he put into it, all that matters when you're doing a proposal is the effort that you put into it. So when I proposed to you, I just wanted to be on the water at sunset up on Lake Kiwi in South Carolina, where we spent so had so many great weekends. Like That was the best night ever. Right. But the effort that I put into it was like, you knew I didn't want a ton of people around. Right. And I knew we wanted to be on the water at sunset. And remember it was like storming that morning. And I'm like, Oh crap. Cause I had already talked to your parents. I'd already told my parents. I had no idea by the way, because Jeff and I had never discussed marriage when he proposed. But that's just, that's a normal amount of effort. That's crossing your fingers that the weather's going to be nice. That's, lining everything up so that we could be on the water at the right time. Mm -hmm. This guy hired an animator to manipulate a Disney movie. I That is next level for sure. That's so you, it might not be your cup of tea, but you still got to recognize that he set the bar too high for men. Yeah. That's pretty. Um, yeah. But I will say, I also feel like they were together for a decade. Okay. So I feel like she kind of earned it. She earned, she a big earned proposal. that proposal. Uh, you and I were only together for two and a half years. So if you made me wait 10 years to propose, we would have had to be like, in. I don't know. Is there some sort of equation where yes, in the first three and a half years, you can just do a normal proposal. And then from three and a half to five years, you got to put a little more effort into it. And then after five years, every year it like doubles in exponentially in what ha you have to pull to pull off in order to impress her. It depends on the couple because we, yeah, it depends on the couple because if you're just like, Hey, we know we're not going to get married. It's a mutual thing until so-and-so is out of school or whatever. Then that's the thing. But if you have one person that's like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And there's a guy not proposing and you have to wait 10 years. Like, you know, yeah, it, it better be good. So that being said, Ben Affleck's proposal to Jennifer Aniston at the end of he's just not that into you was unacceptable because he just hit a ring in some cargo pants. Well, I actually thought that was a very cute proposal because the ending was supposed to be between those two that they agreed to not get married. Oh, so he flipped the script. So yes, got it. Okay. Mm -hmm, so that's different. Oh God. It's so difficult to be a guy. I'm so happy. I'm done. We're well, already all married. This. I know. I'm so happy. I'm done with all that nonsense. <laughs> so much pressure. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. This weekend, we had some wine and recorded some bonus episodes. So you're going to start to see those sprinkled in. And we're just trying something new, just we're, to be honest. It's something that we wanted to do last year, but we just didn't. Things got crazy. Things got crazy and we just didn't have time. But we're going to try to add a bonus episode in like every week of just like the ones we did this weekend were Q&A, like questions you'd submitted to Callie on our Instagram. We answered some of those. Um, and then we did a deep dive on an article about really tough truths, like mm -hmm. but that you need life to- truths. Yep. Life truths that you need to face in order to, to, to be super successful. Um, so anyways, uh, be on the lookout for those. We're gonna probably sprinkle them in one a week. Uh, for the That's note. probably a little um, 
a little aggressive for the whole year, but we're gonna we're gonna start out doing like one a week, and then we're gonna see how it goes. Okay. <laughs> well, for the next couple of weeks, you'll see some extra ones. So just keep your eye out for that, and know you're not losing your mind if you see them. Hi guys, this is Jenny calling from Florida. Um, I'm catching up on the podcast from the first week of January, and I wanted to share my story about how I hurt my face. I was opening my car door too fast, right into my face, and I thought at first it was just like, um, kind of leave a bruise, and I put my hand to my forehead, and then I pulled my hand away, and I was bleeding. I had to go to the emergency room to get put back together, and they had a field day with me because I had to answer the question over and over and over again, how did I do that to my face? And I opened my car door into my face and bust my face open. There you go, Callie. Don't feel so bad about the recliner chair. Bye. Let 2020 be a year of growth for your mind. Go to Skillshare.com and you can get two free months of a premium subscription at Skillshare using the password Upside. And now what this is going to get you is access to thousands of classes. If you're a creative person and you want to enhance your abilities, they got you covered. If you're like Callie and I trying to navigate this new small business world that we're just discovering, they've got classes on accounting, on management, on, on human resources, on all the back-end type stuff that you don't even think you need to know until you're in the thick of it. Skillshare.com slash upside is ready to help you take Take on 2020 with a vengeance. Two free months of a prem of premium access to Skillshare's thousands of classes. Check it out. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash upside and claim your two free months of premium membership. Skillshare.com slash upside. Hey, Callie and Jeff, this is Pam. And I was just thinking again about if I wanted to listen to radio, like listen to the music, Jeff said it like, you know, you hear something and they, they talk about something, they play this uh, random Selena Gomez song. I always hated that. That's why I hated radio, because if I wanted to listen to music, I have XM radio in my car. I can just listen to music or I can play my Spotify through my speakers. I listen to the podcast because I like for my brain to be stimulated. Sometimes I just want to listen to music and then that's what I do. But I play my own music via Spotify or anything else. I love this podcast. I like listening to you. And it is just so real. And thank you so much for that. Have a great day. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Jeff. This is Shirey calling. And I just want to tell you, Jeff, that I 1,000% agree with you. Shelby's will take you down. Y'all have a great day. Love y'all. Bye. Hey, Kelly and Jeff, first time calling, but wanted to let you know I was listening to today's podcast and you were talking about the dog vest that was invented to tell their feelings, um, but maybe it's used for when you're not home. Maybe the dog is supposed to wear it so that you can see on an app or something how the dog is feeling. That would be cool. All right. Bye. Hey, guys. I feel like I call you every day because you are like my BFF. But listen, I'm listening to the show and I had to pause it. Jeff, you're talking about your mom's death certificate being incorrect. The same thing happened with my sisters. I think they, like, X'd it out with the typewriter, you know, but you can see what it said and then retyped it. Um, and I went to them, and they were actually family friends, and I was like, listen, like, I want a fresh, clean copy. They told me that they're numbered, and they can't. 
So in order to revise it, they had to just change the original and make that into the new original. I completely understand your frustration. I did the same thing. Just wanted to give you that tidbit. Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye. I, like Jeff, um, myself am a procrastinator, which I would say most people see as like a flaw. But I haven't changed anything because I always get the job done. Like I can't recall a time where my procrastination worked against me. It seems to always make me do better like in the last hour. When things need to get taken care of, I just get them taken care of. I don't know. It seems to be working just fine. Here we go, baby! It is time to get up because we are always just everyday people doing amazing things! Energy on 10! Feeling good! Let's go out there and get it!